Well, hello, friends. Thank you so much for joining me. This is our catch-up episode. And in this episode, I am just going to be candid with you about really what happened with me for 2021. I had so many transitional points and most notably, um, you know, as we're closing out 2021, I am off and running to my new adventures, but I think it'll be uh, impactful for you to know what's been going on. So in the last few months, I've had my uh, last youngest child uh, go away to school. So primarily I am home uh, by myself with my cat and um, I enjoy her company, but it's just been a very pivotal point because it's noting the last, you know, one that's leaving the nest. So it really got to me more than I thought it would. And it really um, had me kind of dial into, you know, what is my next? And I think for myself, I never thought I was the typical mom. And I don't like to call things typical, but, you know, I felt like I've always given my children their own space and own lane and tried to champion support. Meanwhile, having my own life. And even so, I still had really, really strong feelings when my last daughter transitioned and went away to college. It was a really rough time for me. And I was more emotional than I thought. And I think because uh, having the two prior daughters go away to school and, you know, start forging out on their own, you know, the reality at the time, it's going to be shorter. You know, it, it seems to go by faster after you do it once or twice. So I feel like I'm at the point of inevitability of knowing that, you know, my children are all going to be doing their own lives in their own way and own spaces. You know, and a part of me is so grateful for that because it's been a long road for them and also myself. But I'm happy for them because this is the newness that um, I get to experience through their point of reference. You know, I think as a parent, um, you have your life experience, but it's nice to participate or see it uh, fresh on uh, a new set of eyes, if you will. So it's been interesting being supporting uh, of their new journeys and, and what they're doing in their lives. So that's been really, really um, impactful. Uh, also, I've done a lot of traveling. I think 2020 left me with, if there's something that you truly want to do, you need to get out there and do it. And I took the plunge and got global entry. And I happened to casually be talking with my sister at the time about, you know, going, you know, getting clear and, and you know, taking the ease out of uh, going through TSA. And she said, well, you might as well do the global entry. I had mentioned to her that I was going out of the country um, at some point. And she said, you know, this may be a good opportunity for you to do it because maybe it's not as busy of timing for folks, uh, you know, leaving the country. And it's ironic because on one hand, um, my global entry paperwork went really, really fast. On the other hand, um, I felt like I saw so many people who also thought like I did, that they were gonna take the plunge and move forward in their travel. And I'm so glad I did it. Um, if there's nothing else I could say about 2021, I felt like I really got to see and explore things outside of my backyard. 
and I really needed that. I think 2020 had me coming away rough and raw, and I just didn't know my next steps. And I think I knew them, you know, in my mind, if you will, but I just said, you know, I really want to live in the moment. I really want to live for now, and I don't want to keep putting these things on. So I did a lot of traveling for 2021. I did not travel out of the country, and that's something I'm looking forward to for 2022. And when I wrapped 2020, um, I was at the throes of, you know, really pivoting in my personal life. Uh, at the end of 2020, I was not actively dating anyone, and I don't believe I was actively on dating sites. I believe, um, if I'm remembering everything correctly, I really just wanted to take that additional time to really tap into really what was my next goal for a relationship? What was I looking for? And I think I've explored this in previous episodes, you know, really getting to the point in life where you really understand what's impactful for your life partner. And I needed to take that time and space and really clear out the cobwebs and really work on my healing journey because I also want to show up present and as whole as I can possibly be. And just to let you all know that there's no perfection in relationships. We all come with our things. And I think the most impactful thing you can do as an individual is to understand where you are and to also be very mindful of the people that you put in your space. And I think I have gotten to a better place with that, where it's not so much of asking a series of questions, but it's having impactful conversations of things that are important to me, and then also tying that with the person's experience and the time that I spend with them to gain extra insight if this is something that I want to do to move forward. And I think I got to a point where I had a little bit of dating fatigue. You know, I think during this pandemic, many of us were at home and wondering, you know, how will we navigate through these upcoming months or even years, you know, in the state of affairs of the world that we were in and and we're in currently. And I really had to dive deep within myself to really understand, you know, big picture, what what does my final destination of, you know, Foreverland look like in a relationship? And I was able to get to a point where I got a little bit more decisive and I and I had a really good, robust beginning of the year um, with my dating experience. I will say that there were a lot of um, conversations that I had that were impactful because it eliminated a lot of undue, you know, drama, if you will, or just not being a good fit. And I think that's something I learned too, that there are a lot of nice people in this world. They don't have to be your partner. And I think that's something huge to come away with. I think especially for heterosexual women, we are primed to go with the nice guy and you know the bad guys often lead us to heartbreak. And while I'll agree with that, I also think we need to deconstruct what we call nice guy. And I really wanna unpack that in another episode. But 
I needed to have someone who gave me care and compassion and support, who was an active listener, who wanted to participate in life with me, someone who had energy, someone who had the same desire to travel, and the premise of some of my belief systems. And I think really dialing into that really helped me to realize that a lot of the people that I was encountering didn't have half of the things I was looking for, so there wasn't a need to go any further. At this current time, uh, I am currently dating, and I met this gentleman back in March of 2021, and as they say, we kind of hit the ground running, and ironically, we had talked about you know, going to San Francisco, and we both had it as one of our bucket list trips. And um, if you guys know a little bit of my backstory, I really didn't have the um, capacity to travel as much when my children were younger. So just in the recent years, I've just begun to travel and get out more. Um, so it's been, um, it's, been, it's been really nice and it's been really uh, interesting to go through this uh, next leg of my life, you know, doing some of the travel that I've always wanted to do. So I'm feeling like I'm, I'm definitely fulfilling my dreams there. And with this gentleman, we talked intensely and we still do, you know, we are still actively dating as I record this podcast. Um, and it was just interesting that, you know, we, we hit so many things out of the park right away. And this was just about the time when the vaccines were becoming a thing, uh, when it was the first go around. And I remember at that particular time, I was in Denver, Colorado, and I just saw my oldest daughter and I was preparing to get the second vaccine and uh, he offered to travel with me. So we have been uh, dating and seeing each other ever since. So it's it's been a very good ride. I enjoy the time that we spend and I enjoy the person that I'm learning uh, about myself more so than the relationship. And I love the fact that I have an interdependence where, you know, there's a special place that I can be within the relationship. And there's the part of myself that I continue to carry even outside the relationship. And I think in previous episodes, I mentioned in the past that, you know, my relationships would take paramount and many of the hopes, dreams and aspirations would just seep right out, you know, once I began dating. And I had really struggled with codependency. So to get to a point where I can balance these things and pivot, um, it's been a true joy and a win for me. And I still have my struggles. I gotta be honest, you know, there's times when insecurity creeps in or I may overthink or my attachment issues may come up. And I think that's when your um, practice, whatever that is for you, I know mine includes mindful meditation. Uh, sometimes it includes a little YouTube exploration. And often at times it also includes my, my regularly scheduled visits with my therapist. And I think those things help me stay dialed in and connected and to reframe you know, where I'm going. So I definitely have always and will continue to be an advocate of therapy. It's the very safe place, it should be for most, where you can unpack and really get the valuable tools so you can show up in your life 
in the best possible way. And the people that are around you, they're just benefactors of that. And I think that when you really get to the point where you realize, hmm, I need to unpack this in therapy, I think that's a wonderful place to be. And uh, I have a very good friend who's, a, ironically, she's a therapist as well. And, you know, we, we say that oftentimes, like, hmm, this is something I need to unpack in therapy. And I love the fact that I found a therapist, and I actually have two, um, to to go on those journeys. And I'll get into that, too. <laughs> so, yeah, my dating life is going well. Um, I am transitioning into um this newness of primarily uh, being in my residence uh, with my pet most of the time. And with that, I've had to develop some better habits. And I think as a mother, a parent, uh, you have habits that you don't even realize around your family structure. And a lot of which uh, what I did was around the kids, even as they were young adults you know, the way you shop, different things you place in the house, even different things that you buy. um, It's all related to the people that you live with. And that's not a bad thing because those are very necessary and needed things. We definitely need to be mindful and considerate and take care of those who are expecting us to take care of them. So I, I don't regret that, but I did have to pivot and understand what were my needs. And I think that's something that I work on all the time. Um, I had to get my cat on a schedule, ironically enough. You know, we went from a house full of four people down to just myself. And anyone who is solo with a pet understands that that's all on you. No matter if you're having a bad day or you're not feeling well, your pets are still expected to have the love and the care and the nurturing that you can provide them with. So I had to get to a space and place with my pet to um, have a routine for us and also to um, implement some different strategies to keep her entertained. Because a lot of what happened, you know, when the children were here, you know, they were able to keep her entertained throughout the day. And I would, you know, get the runoff, as I call it, from, you know, whatever the kids would do. And now I'm the solo person that has to keep that energy alive. And it's definitely a different space. And what I will say is I learned that um, there are many aspects of being a pet owner that I came up short and that I didn't realize that I could have had some strong areas of of improvement. And I think that's been a win too for me. I think that um, I've gotten to a better point with my pet. And by far, you know, I still have a lot of work to do, but I've gotten to a better point where I am mindfully carving out time for her and seeking her out. I am mindfully being a better steward about her nutrition. Uh, You know, I do indulge quite a bit when it comes to her treats, and that's something I struggle with. Um, I know that a lot of her reaction and um, some of her, I can see she mopes around because she misses the girls. Um, I give her extra treats because I feel sad. And, you know, that's not the best way to do anyone, even if you're kids. So that's something I'm still working through. So everything takes time, but I'm definitely more mindful of 
what litter works because, you know, I think I was just buying litter and changing it out. The kids never did that. But even down to the food, I've gotten better to say, you know what, I want to keep her around and I want to keep her healthy. You know, and I went to my veterinarian and she suggested uh, some different Purina brands that were of the um, veterinarian grade to kind of integrate in her diet. And that's been good. So from that perspective with my pet, that's been really interesting too, to see us evolve and us have our own little rhythm. The next area that I had significant change is with my job. I believe when I left uh, and did the last episode, I was still actively working um, with the insurance company that I worked for for three years. And I tell everybody this story because I think this is just the symbolism of life. You're in your world doing what you do and life happens however it happens. And then there's a shift and there's a change. And even when you embrace the change and the change is good, you still have to embrace that there's a part of the letdown, if you will. There's a part of changing the plan, changing the direction that gives you some uh, hesitation. It gives you some pause. It gives you even sometimes some sadness. And it was a very, very hard decision for me. And I did that job with everything I had. I gave it all of me, so much so that it didn't leave a whole lot for myself. And what I will share is that during the time of the initial lockdown, when we were you know, going to that remote stage, and we still are, we still are working remote, I did not have boundaries in place for work. Uh, because at that particular time in my life, you know, it was, hey, what else do I have to do? I can work. And I would spend so much of my active hours of the day of working late into the hours of the night. And I didn't even think twice about it because we were on a curfew here um, in the state I'm residing in. Um, a lot of businesses weren't open late. And at that time, it was my youngest daughter and myself here and she was wrapping up her senior year of high school. And I remember I would just, you know, flow in and flow out. And I just didn't have a good rhythm. My rhythm at that time would be typically, you know, if I had anything I had to do face to face, I would get up and put on clothes. But but more importantly, I really got into a really relaxed state of dress, relaxed state of hair. And really not the best eating habits, sleeping habits, if you will, and thrived off a lot of caffeine. And I was in the midst of planning a girl's trip with a good friend of mine. And during this girl's trip, um, it, it helped me to unpack what is it going to take for me to address some of the bad habits, not just in my work life, but things that I noticed that spilled into my home life. And when I accepted the new position, I went into it with the attitude of, I need to create balance. I need to create boundaries. And I have to do this because this is how I can show up and be the better part of me. And I will say this is the first time I've trained in an all remote environment. And it's totally different. 
you know, you're meeting people via meeting, I'm sorry, via Teams or Zoom, whatever platform that you're using. And even though those things are very useful and they definitely have their place and I definitely enjoy them, uh, there is something missing about working side by side with someone. It's just the energy of humanity that I think sometimes we, we take for granted. So it has been a little bit more of a challenge, if you will, trying to learn everything in the remote environment. And the person that I have taken her role, she also retired from the company. So it wasn't that transitional where you work with the person and they take you under their wings for a couple of weeks and you kind of get the lay of the land and then they give you the keys, if you will, and, and you start off and you plot your way. And in this case, um, the, that person had already had left the uh, job situation. And a lot of it was me diving in and, and poking around and trying to understand things from my, for myself and then from my perspective and bringing all of my history and job experience into it. So it has definitely been uh, a different experience, if you will, but also an enjoyable one, too, and one that I don't take for granted. Uh, my, uh, friend, uh, you know, tells me all the time that, you know, I should appreciate working from home and I definitely do. Um, and I don't take it for granted. I don't believe as much as I used to. I think that, you know, in the beginning we felt like, well, it was the thing that we should do, we have to do. But I think more and more, I really understand it's truly become a privilege and, um, I'm just grateful that I work in a space where I can remain remote. And what I had to dial into is that one, um, I need to eat like I would any other time, right? You know, my body needs the proper nutrients to get through my day. And one thing I hadn't established was my eating patterns. And for a long time, I did intermittent fasting and I had really good results. But I will say as of late, um, I, I was hungry, <laughs> you know, not to be um, funny, but, you know, I really got hungry and waiting those 12, 14 hours um, and skipping breakfast just wasn't a good idea for me anymore. And as of late, I have went to this model of just eating every couple of hours. I noticed my energy feels better. I noticed um, when I definitely add the additional protein, it definitely gives me the extra energy I need when I work out. Um, I'm also planful about my lunch where, you know, when I was working my old job, it was just kind of happening or I would use it as an excursion, if you will, to get out the house and go pick up something for me and my daughter at the time when she was here. And it's gotten me to a routine to say, okay, well, the theme is salads this week. So I would get everything I would need for my, you know, chopped salad and keep that on deck. And therefore, you know, I wouldn't be scrambling for lunchtime. And then I actively carve out a lunchtime. In my old role, I was letting lunchtime just kind of happen. And sometimes it didn't happen. And sometimes just snacking happened. And I remember, you know, um, when I got back from San Francisco, I had gained additional maybe 10 or 15 pounds. And I was really surprised how quickly it happened. And gratefully, I was able to, you know, get rid of that excess weight. But I had to get to the point of saying, you know, Sean, who's the ultimate woman that you want to be? And 
not just look at it from right now in the body and skin that I'm in, but really project out how does that woman that you ultimately want to be, how does she show up? And and what I started to do was unpack my eating and kind of reassess it. And I think that's something that I've had to learn um, over and over again. Just because something was successful one time doesn't mean it's a go-to necessarily. And what I had kind of tried to copy and paste, if you will, the success I had with my eating habits and my exercise routine in 18 and 19, and those just weren't applicable. You know, I tried to cut and paste and do the same things that brought me success, and it just had not. And I had begun to get frustrated. And then I had to just kind of, if you will, I call it, take it off the mantle. And I had to say, Sean, you are going to be a healthy person until you float in the sky, if you will. And what does that look like for you? Does that mean you go to the gym every day, most days, couple of days? Does it look like you eat vegan, vegetarian, or a typical you know, Mediterranean diet or whatever, or eating plan? And I really had to get in tune with myself to say big picture what it is that I wanted. And I got to a point where I say, okay, for me, I know that these small me meals are going to be more impactful and I can sustain that. I know for me, the movement, whatever I choose to do is going to be impactful. And I also realized that I love exercising outside when the weather is nice in Northeast Ohio. So I was very fortunate to really get in a lot of good walking activity. And I also came to the place of what is sustainable exercise look like for me? You know, I see a lot of women who are of older age that are exercising successfully into their 80s and they're doing all kinds of weight bearing exercising and aerobic exercise. And I think that's well, I think that's a good thing. And it's nice to see people aging on their own terms. But I think you also have to be gentle with yourself and understand where you are in your fitness journey. And as of recent, I've decided to incorporate yoga into my exercise practice. And I tell you, it's not for the faint of heart. I had taken up yoga many years ago and I did fairly decent with it. And revisiting yoga again, um, it's really made me understand there's parts of my body that I really need to work through um, a little bit differently because my hips aren't where I'd like them to be. I also understand that stretching is paramount, where in the past I would be able to get away with not stretching. And I don't think I got away with anything. I just think I didn't have this, uh, the repercussions, if you will, that I have right now. So I think I integrated stretching to be a part of my um, program often instead of as needed. I really make it a point to be an active stretcher, not just during exercise, but throughout my day. And I was working with a massage therapist for about a year, and that was life-changing as well, too. I think that understanding that to be the person that you need to be, you need to kind of do it in reverse. You know, in order to be that ideal goal weight, 
what does that really feel like for you? What's really sustainable for you and, and what's your right now? And to understand that there are going to be days where it doesn't feel good, it doesn't feel nice, and you will be sore. But to understand that this is a lifelong process, not just a small interval of time of measurement based on your weight. So I think really this year as I close out, I've really gotten to the place to start unpacking where is the ultimate place that I want to be. And I've taken these different twists and turns, you know, many of them um, I anticipated. You know, I definitely knew I wanted to get back into dating. I definitely anticipated my daughters to uh, transition. And I also knew that travel was going to be a part of my life. But I didn't have a roadmap, if you will, of how those things were all going to sync up. And I think that's the beauty of life. You know, we can have an idea about something and we do our research and we live in our truth at the moment of whatever that is. And then we sit back and we revisit it and and things may change or they may not. You know, and that's the joy of being here in this space and time is that at any moment in time, we can pivot and make a new choice and we don't have to stay stuck where we are. So I hope this was a uh, good recap to kind of give you an idea of where I was most of 2021, you know, discovering my heart space and opening up in this new relationship journey that I'm on, you know, the travel journey and seeing life in all different lenses and perspectives, becoming the coach and advocate for my grown adult daughters as they navigate through their space in the world, and also navigating uh, my new role and my new job with my new company and understanding that, you know, work is a beautiful thing. It gives us the means to do many of the things that we enjoy and to take care of ourselves. But the most important thing is for us to take care of ourselves during this process and not to allow the work to be all consuming. So I hope I left you with good nuggets. I hope that you've been kind and I hope you continue to close out your 2021 with love, acceptance, and abundance. Namaste, friends.